Welcome to Making Strides for Animal Chiropractic, where we promote integration and collaboration. Whether you are just starting your practice or you are ready to push the profession forward, we aim to provide you all the tools necessary to form relationships and educate your community. After all, spines of all sizes deserve to be adjusted. Welcome to our podcast and thanks for listening. Hey guys, Dr. K with Making Strides for Animal Chiropractic. If you have shifted to owning your own business and used to be an associate clinician, uh, you may have quickly found out that it is no cakewalk owning your own business. There's a lot of little stuff that needs to get done and it can sometimes feel like you're on a treadmill and not getting anywhere. And Uh, You know, as much as you put your head down and try and work, 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 sometimes the administrative tasks just overwhelm you. So in this podcast episode, I want to talk about my five top uh, tips and tricks that I have used to help me in my business to manage the overwhelm and get myself to be more effective, more productive, and see more patients. But first, before we get started, we're going to have a quick word from our sponsors. Hey guys, you know what I hate? patient notes. They are the worst. The last thing I want to do when I come home from a long day at work is sit down and write about what I did. Um, I see a lot of patients and it is near impossible for me to come home after a long day, interpret my chicken scratch on a napkin that I wrote about uh, the patient that I saw and write them into my computer and send those records off. It also adds a lot of admin time when I'm considering that I could be out seeing patients with the time that I'm sitting at home and doing notes it just fries my brain. So thankfully, I found Carmi Swift of iPoint Touch. She talked me off a ledge. She found a program that worked for me that streamlined how I sent my records off. It streamlined my billing, my calendar, and literally things I didn't even know I needed and maybe more efficient so I could spend more time with patients instead of sitting at home doing records. So if you want a little bit more information, this is the top of the line, best animal chiropractic EHR that is available. I recommend you talk to Carmi Swift of iPoint Touch so she can get you a little bit more information and get your practice more successful. Again, look them up at ipointtouch.com. Hey guys, so this podcast episode, let's talk about it. The hamster wheel, where you are constantly on the treadmill, working, 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 and not getting anywhere. You know, when I transferred from being a clinician, working with humans, having a full team of uh, assistants that were helping me to shifting into owning my own business, I realized there was a lot that I did not have to do. I thankfully got to be the doctor, take care of the patient, do my notes and go home. And that was it. And then when I started and transitioned into owning my own uh, business, I quickly realized that there's so much stuff that I need to do as a small business owner that I no longer had help with. So for example, not only did I have to take care of the patient, do the records, and um, you know everything associated with that, um, I also had to schedule my own appointments. I had to answer my own emails and text messages. Um, I also had to reach out and help patients get their consent paperwork in. And then I also had to do my profit and loss statements. And then I also had to do like marketing and like all these other things that we don't even consider when we're working in an established practice. Now, now that you may have your own practice, there's a lot of stuff and you may quickly get overwhelmed. Like I think it only took me six months working in my own practice to quickly say, okay, I need help. Like (laughs) this is a lot of stuff. And um, it's important when you have a business um, to realize that you can grow and serve more people if you, um, you know, are not just you, if there's other people on your team to help you. And what that may look like is asking yourself, instead of how do I do something, who can I ask that already knows that? And I know it seems like such a simple question, um, but 
you know, there's a lot of bootstrapping that a lot of us try and do to save money. And ultimately, it comes down to, to uh, we're wasting our time doing that. Um, there's a lot of YouTube Academy that has happened in my own business. And I, you know, I'm proud of how far I've come. But um, really, when I consider my cost per minute is how I calculate things versus um, paying someone else to do something um, of that same caliber, you know, I, I shouldn't be doing $15 an hour task. I can allocate that to somebody else. Um, or when it comes to something I am not familiar with or I don't know is not my specialty, such as Google ads. I recently looked into adding that into my business. Oh my gosh, there's a huge learning curve with Google ads, by the way. But um, when it comes to something you are not familiar with, like getting a website started, writing a blog post, uh, figuring out how to do email marketing, like all these things that we now need to incorporate in a digital um, business atmosphere, ask who knows that already instead of how am I going to figure that out? Because it will that just one question alone, if you if you don't listen to the rest of this podcast, um, will help you tremendously in, um, you know, moving your business along uh, along the right path. But um, I'm going to shift gears a little bit and talk about some things that have helped me in my business to manage the overwhelm and be more successful and productive, enabling me to see more patients. Okay, those are kind of the five tips and tricks I want to talk about today. And a lot of these are just mindset shifts, honestly. Um, some of them are software related um, because there is a lot of amazing software out there that can help you. But, you know, the first couple are actually mindset shifts. Okay, so how to be more successful by changing your brain, essentially, and your um, how you think about things. So the first tip I have for you is time blocking. This is probably the biggest thing I've taken away from Dr. Daniel Eaton. I know I've have had her on my podcast a couple times before. Time blocking is essential if you're a small business owner. I know I'm guilty myself or I still don't do it very well, but basically sitting down in front of your calendar and saying, okay, Monday, eight to five, I want to break this up into chunks. What am I doing um, eight to nine? What am I doing nine to 10? What am I doing with each hour of my day? And being intentional and saying, okay, eight to nine, that is my hour. I'm going to go to the gym or I'm going to take my kids to school or um, I'm going to do marketing or I'm going to return phone calls or I'm going to catch up on notes. Like what is each hour spent for? And really allocating how much time um, I want to spend uh, working in the business and on the business, okay? Because a lot of times we get so busy working in the business, doing the administrative tasks, answering phone calls, scheduling appointments, return, doing notes and stuff like that, that we forget to work on the business uh, so we can scale it and grow it, such as doing marketing events, doing social media, uh, reaching out to um, business affiliates or, um, you know, scheduling that screening or scheduling that lunch and learn. Like there's so much you can do to scale your business. And if you're so focused on just getting through the busy work, you may not be able to grow and serve more patients. So sitting down intentionally and blocking off time to do something. And, you know, it's flexible, right? Um, so for example, if you get behind on a Friday, maybe you want to go out with your friends and you leave your notes uh, to do on a Monday, uh, that's fine. But make sure that that, you know, first hour of your Monday is spent catching up so you can start your week clear um, and not focus on in the back of your mind, okay, I have all these notes to do that I left open on Friday and I need to finish those before I can really pay attention and be my best self for my patient on Monday, right? So it's important that um, we consider 
um, when we're time blocking that we, we can't really multitask. Um, the human brain is only, uh, I think, effective to remember three to seven things at a time. Uh, so when we do more than that, we're overextending ourselves. So um, a lot of times uh, time blocking, uh, just knowing on my calendar I have time set aside to play catch up um, makes a huge difference for me as a scatterbrain personality. Um, I, I look organized, but actually I'm not. Um, I have a fantastic app called Google Calendar um, that I put all of my tasks and reminders and everything that needs to get done in there. So if I need to call an owner, I will set myself a Google Calendar uh, notification so that way I remember to call them. And it makes me look super organized when I'm not. And it also uh, puts the dump somewhere else instead of in my brain so that way I'm like, oh, did, I'm forgetting something. What is it? You know, because I guarantee that has happened to you while you are out and about, right? Um, so it's one of those things, time block, set yourself time where you're going to work on XYZ, catching up on notes, calling owners, um, you know, doing, uh, scheduling the Facebook posts or what have you. Schedule time to do that and see how much time you want to allocate for yourself, how much time you need to allocate to work um, on the business and growing it, and then how much time you need to work in it uh, doing the administrative task. And that will really bring a lot of clarity too on the, the direction you want to take your business. Because a lot of us do become small business owners because we want more time freedom. And if you quickly realize that um, maybe you're working more hours than you intentionally planned for yourself, but you're making enough money, enough, quote unquote, money, um, then maybe you need to scale back your hours, hire an associate, or um, you know maybe hire a virtual assistant to take over some of those admin tasks for you. So it's, it's just a conversation piece of uh, you know what a time blocking mindset shift can do for you. Secondly, cluster booking. This is so hard for me because I'm a people pleaser. And what this means is you say no, I repeat, you say no to a patient if a time doesn't work for you. This is something I took away uh, from another online training I did with Dr. J Dr. Jody Dinnerman, where um, she focuses on boundaries and um, you know telling patients what's going to work for her. And um, you know it it sounds backwards because obviously we're we're in the you know, service industry where we're taking care of people. So why am I telling people no when it's not going to work for me? My goal is to serve patients, right? Well, actually, if I'm doing house calls, which I know a lot of us do, and we only have like five or six appointments per day available, and uh, we book someone at 9 a.m., and then we try and fit in another patient based upon, you know, they're only available that same day. So I squeeze them in at 11, but I'm actually not in their area. So then I waste an hour and a half sitting in a parking lot so I can squeeze that person in. Well, then I potentially miss a patient appointment because I said yes to the wrong person. Now I've done this myself, um, especially with house calls where um, I book someone in one side of town and um, because I'm a freaking doormat sometimes I say yes I'll I'll see your dog in the afternoon and I see someone in the morning on one side of town and then I wait all afternoon and then I see a dog on the other side of town well I just wasted my entire day for one patient whereas I could have told them no and booked them on another day when I'm already in their side of town and squeezed in two more patients so it's one of those things where we have to say no based on um you know what's going to work for us and make us most efficient and if you're in an office what this can look like is instead of waiting you know an hour for that one patient to get in on their lunch break you try and um, you know scooch them to where they're next to another patient appointment so say you already have a 10 15 say 
hey, Jan, does 10.30 work for you? Or you squeeze them in before that person. Uh, and you say, okay, hey, does, does maybe the appointment before uh, that other patient work? So that way you book patients on top of each other and around each other instead of giving what I call open space between your appointments. This allows you just to be more efficient and um, allows you to have, you know, spare time. So that way you can squeeze in other patients or potentially catch up time. And it's a really hard mindset shift to have, especially when you want to serve as many patients and be as flexible as possible. But um, you're running your business to be effective and profitable. And yes, you are there to serve patients. But um, if you can't be efficient and profitable, then there's not any sense to you saying yes to that appointment. So um, have a filter when you're going into your appointment and say, hey, how can I make this the most efficient and the most profitable so I can serve the most amount of patients? Because you know, there is an element where we're not here to serve a high volume of patients necessarily. I don't want you to feel like the, you know, whack them and crack them kind of doc where you shuffle people in and out like cattle. But I definitely do want you to be as efficient as possible so that way you have a good return on investment on your time. Um, I know I've shared this in uh, several trainings I've done and also in my business basics program, but most animal docs uh, value value themselves anywhere from two to five dollars per minute. Um, so if you are not making that based upon the amount of time you spend with a patient, you know, I, for example, spend about 30 minutes to an hour with a house call and about 20 minutes in office. If I am not charging a certain amount, then I'm not able to pay my bills. I'm not able to continue the business to keep going and I'm not able to, you know, be successful and uh, continue doing this. So I don't want you to have to feel like you need to have a side hustle and it helps you to be more efficient if you tell patients no, have boundaries and cluster book them together so that way you're being as efficient as your time with your time as possible. Next I'm going to talk about um, some software that can help you because a lot of us, guilty <laughs> myself, for the first year I did paper notes. I hate paper, okay? And the reason I hate paper is because I always lose paper. And it is like awful losing paper because what if uh, those records get subpoenaed, right? Or audited or uh, anything like that. So, um, you know, I quickly realized that I was losing paper and um, I'd have to come home and file all these things. And um, it just felt cluttered and messy. And I actually know other colleagues of mine that carry a file cabinet in their desk or not on their desk, in their car, excuse me. And um, I just think that's silly. Like, we're we're in the 21st century. You should be able to have digital records. Um, but that is my opinion. Um, I know uh, paper works for a lot of people. I just personally, I cannot do it. And the reason I cannot do it is because it adds so much time. So, for example, if I had a paper record, I would have to write all the stuff down out of my brain as fast as possible because while I'm standing in front of the owner, they want to talk to me and ask questions. So try and write something while someone's talking to you. It's very, very difficult, okay? And I personally cannot do it. So one, that's a problem for me. And then two, I have to punch holes in the top, print out, well, print out the paper ahead of time, punch holes in the top, put it in a file, right? And then have that file ready to go. Um, I also have to coordinate, print out the vet referral if it came digitally and put that in the file. Okay, so we're adding time here. And then um, after, um, I have to, you know, send them a receipt 
unless I have a carbon copy, which it's really hard to find carbon copy receipts anymore. Um, so if you can find them, great. But um, a lot of times you have to go home, scan the receipt that you wrote up, and then email it to the owner. That's kind of what I was doing. And if you also send records to the vet, then you have to scan in those records anyway and send it to the vet. So it's like a three-step process having paper records. So personally, I'm a huge endorser of iPoint Touch, which is integrated veterinary software, which it helps you customize your record optimize the process, make everything as seamless as possible, uh, records, receipts, um, scheduling appointments, um, you know, your exam notes, everything is pre-populated. You can drag and drop from one appointment to the other. Um, and it just makes everything so much easier. There's other ones out there as well that you can look into. Um, but investing in some quality software will completely revolutionize uh, your practice and bring you into the 21st century where we don't have fax machines anymore, <laughs> nor do we have paper records and filing cabinets, okay? And um, investing in that software, it may be expensive and it may seem like something you don't immediately need, but if you are looking to scale your practice and um, you're so busy at home for, you know, more than five hours a week scanning in these, these notes, filing them, um, coordinating, uh, getting all the papers printed out and put in the right folders, well, then you're wasting five hours you could be seeing patients, in my personal opinion. So investing in some kind of software, I think, would be hugely beneficial to you. I also personally believe in automations. Automations are amazing, okay? And what this can look like is um, I personally have a VOIP app, which is Voice Over Internet Provider, I think is what it stands for. And this uh, VOIP app it answers my phone for me. So what it does is someone calls me and it automatically picks up and it says, hey, this is Dr. Katie with InStrike Chiropractic. I'm away from my phone right now because I'm probably treating a patient or driving. <laughs> and um, uh, with that, uh, you can go ahead and click this number or this number or this number in order to reach um, you know, what destination you need. Okay, so I think extension one is new patient. Extension two is reach the office to reschedule an appointment. Extension three, leave us a message. And then extension four, uh, talk to a doctor directly. So um, when I go back on my VOIP app after I've been busy all day, I can look directly at which number they selected and I can say, okay, this is a call I immediately need to answer based upon what number they selected. Selected because it tells me what number they selected um, when they when they dialed in. I also um, with this VOIP app, um, it will send me a voice to text, if you will, email of what. Uh, voicemails have been left. So without having to return someone's call, I automatically can see what they're in need of and it saves me time so that way I don't have to listen to a long voicemail about how Fluffy's not doing good and for the past eight years he's had this problem and now he needs to get in for an appointment. I can just read that in 20, 30 seconds or less and then decide if I need to answer that. I also have the ability to share this VOIP app with um, a virtual assistant and I can monitor my calls and see um, which ones need to be allocated to her and which ones uh, need to be answered by me. It is hugely beneficial. And then this app that I have, it's called Grasshopper. When someone calls in and I miss their call, it also automatically sends them a text message saying, hey, I'm sorry, I missed your call. If you need more information, you can click the following link and it takes them to my website so they can go ahead and get started find more information without me ever having to answer the call. Now, this is something that has revolutionized my practice as well, because when I started marketing my practice, seriously scaling, 
I find a lot of people are just wanting more information. And I don't like being a broken record. I mean, I know I need to say the same thing uh, to more people um, because animal chiropractic is not well known or understood. However, I get so tired of answering the same call over and over again. And, um, you know, I'm a busy person, so I don't want to come home at the end of the day and answer 10 phone calls saying the same thing over again. Go to my website, print out this form, have your vet sign it, and when it's signed, we can get started. So instead of that, I went ahead and I automated the process so that way when somebody calls me, they can already get started without me having to put hands um, or I guess, yeah, having to put hands on my phone and answer their call. Okay, so um, other automations that you can do. Um, I personally have invested in a software called JotForm. Um, there's other ones out there as well where you can send people uh, contracts to sign. So you can go ahead and get them started on signing the consent forms over the internet instead of having to print out on the printer. Um, so you can get uh, your records and everything started digitally. Um, there's other automations where you can subscribe people to email marketing, which I do as well, to get them a little bit more information about you and your practice, um, maybe a newsletter, something like that. There are so many automations out there and there are experts that can help you set this up. I personally did pay an expert to help me set up um, this big huge behemoth of like here's how to get started and it I call it like tripwires where it trips each next thing in the process. So you submit an inquiry on my website, get you started with the paperwork and then I'll email you when the paperwork's done and then we can go ahead and it will alert me when all that's done and I can actually call the patient to get started. If that's something you sound inter- if you sound interested in that, please contact me directly. Um, I can get you set up with my person that helped me uh, develop that um, automation pattern. Um, that's a lot though. That's very techy for a lot of people and um, not everyone's there yet. But if you are interested in scaling your practice beyond, I would say 200 visits a month, it is important to have some kind of automated uh, process when people call in for information, whether it be a virtual assistant or an automation, you got to have something because these people unfortunately don't have a very good attention span. If it takes more than, I'd say, two days for them to get um, a return call from you, they're no longer interested. So just something to keep in mind, okay? And lastly, the best way to manage overwhelm is a virtual assistant, okay? You are worth well over $100 an hour at minimum. So why in the world are you doing $15 an hour task? Okay, I know that sounds condescending in a certain light, but there are people that would love to help you, would love to be your assistant and get you to see more animals. You just have to find them. There's online assistants. You can hire someone from India or Canada or something like that. It doesn't have to be in the U.S. Maybe it could be one of your patients that's burnt out, doesn't want to work in corporate anymore, wants to work from home. Um, just look around you and say, who would be a good virtual assistant for me that has a, you know, maybe great customer service experience or really understands what you do or loves what you do as a current patient with you. I lucked out because I found a virtual assistant um, where I have treated her dog, pre- her two dogs previously. She's golden retrievers and uh, she works from home anyway. And she said, I really love what you do. Um, I understand that you're in need of a little bit of help. I'd love to help you. I didn't even have to interview her. It was just a symbiotic relationship that bloomed out of nowhere. I'm so happy that it did. She's been fantastic. I'm so happy with her. And my stress level has gone down from a 10 out of 10 down to probably a six out of 10 since I've, I've hired her on. Um, so I pay her pretty well. Um, and it's one of those things based upon your comfort level, based upon what you pay. Um, but she is a part-time employee and she just helps me answer calls, stay up to date on scheduling and tracking. And, um, you know, I have a little, 
a document of these are the tasks I want her to get done and how often I want her to get it done. So um, if, if you're thinking about hiring a virtual assistant and you want to scale your business, just do it, especially if you're a mobile provider and you don't have time to sit at your desk, your computer, and do all those administrative tasks. It will be one of the best investments to help you manage your overwhelm. So guys, this is Dr. Katie. Today we talked about time blocking uh, to help optimize when you need to work on your business and in your business and really making an audit of what you need to be doing and how often in your business. We talked about cluster booking in order to optimize your patient schedule and become more efficient so you can serve as many patients as possible. We talked about getting the right software, the EHR programs that are going to help streamline your processes and get rid of all that clutter and the paper. We also talked about um, a VOIP or a phone app to to help take away people from having your personal cell phone, also enabling maybe someone else to get in there and help you organize the uh, people calling in for information. We talked about automation processes to get people started with you. And then we also talked about hiring a virtual assistant. Now, if you like this podcast, if things like you have, uh, if things like this have helped you in your business, please let me know. Um, I'm literally just a person here talking to myself on a microphone. I have no idea if any of you guys are listening. The only time I hear from you is when you leave a review or comment um, on social media. Um, and I'd really like to know if these topics, you find them useful or someone you want me to talk to uh, that's in our profession. Um, I really want to enable you to see more patients and um, help them with their musculoskeletal uh, complaints so that way we can help change the world of animal healthcare. I know what you do is amazing because I'm an animal chiropractor myself and um, you know, it's one of those things where uh, there wasn't a mentor out there. So um, I became the mentor for others that I wanted to have for myself. So I hope you're enjoying this podcast. If you do, please join us on uh, Making Strides for Animal Chiropractic. We're on Google, or not Google, we're on Instagram and Facebook. Um, and I'd love to connect with you there. Um, until next time, we will talk soon. Thanks for tuning into the podcast. I hope these free tools have served you and your business so you can serve more patients. It's really tough being an animal chiropractor. I know it. You're trying to meet all these people, trying to get their vet to sign these referral forms, and you don't know if you can make your business work financially. It's hard. I get it. Now, when I first got started, all of my chiropractic mentors told me you have to do all these marketing events, meet all these people you don't know, shake a lot of hands, and get them into your practice. I was always wondering where my next new patient was going to come from. And if I'm being honest with you all, it wasn't sustainable. It always put fear in my head that I would never have a practice of my dreams. So fast forward a couple years, and here I am with a successful and thriving animal chiropractic practice. And it took a lot of mindset shifts in order to get here. What I thought and what I was told would work didn't work for me. So I had to develop a program that worked for a strongly introverted, kind of awkward person who just loves animals and wants to serve them well. I had to shift away from always thinking about where I'm going to get my new patients in to instead focusing on the relationships I built in my community and becoming an authority figure on animal chiropractic. So you guys, I have a free course that's going to tell you a little bit more about how I made these mindset shifts and why I started this Making Strides movement. So that way we can push the animal chiropractic profession forward. Please join us on makingstridesforanimalchiropractic.com. Take the free course and see what it has to offer you. Hey guys, Dr. Katie here. Thanks for listening. My intention behind starting this podcast was to build awareness and promote our amazing profession. If you like what we're doing here, please like, share, or leave a review. Help us to spread this movement so we all can begin to take steps towards change. Let's make strides for animal chiropractic.